Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks of all ages, FreakNet Studio probably brings to you, it is the greatest tag team in podcast history, the original freak travesty, Mr. 33% Dizzle J, this is Just Freaking Wrestling! Right, guys, it's time to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history. Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And I want to get something out of the air, uh, get out in the open real quick and clear the air on some uh, shit. Uh, SCW does have a Halloween next week. Yes. It is their Halloween episode and everything. And typically what we like to do here at JFW, as a favorite SCW, is give out their match card. Right. I guess... Uh, a certain somebody, um, I won't name names, because apparently when I did that two weeks ago, he got all butthurt. Didn't really appreciate what I said about him. Again, I'll just call him a scrotum, a butternut squash, a sperm. <laughs> um, Deadpool pre-burn. Yeah. I guess um, because of all that, and I guess because of me going to the SCW school this past week, Wearing my DWA shirt. <laughs> um, he wasn't available to get me the uh, match card for the week. Oh. Yeah. And I, and I tried. Trust me, I tried. I, I tried calling his quote-unquote office, which I'm assuming is just a corner of the basement his wife allows him to set up a desk at. Um, but there was no answer. Huh? Um, not, nothing. It's not going to affect our show because we have a lot to cover. Oh, definitely. Uh, luckily, before I was asked to leave the school because of the shirt that I purchased, I was able to at least get two of the matches that were uh, set up for Halloween. So we can at least go over that. Um, we're going to go over the results of Raw and SmackDown, AEW, and NXT. And because of my lack of memory and shit we do, we're going to do both our final freaking thoughts. <laughs> I, I like when we the, the two final freaking thoughts is always yeah. fun. I mean, and we don't know what our final freaking thoughts are because we like to wait till the end of the night or the end of the episode to hear them like the for the first time to get oh, an yeah. immediate response. So it's possible some of them are duplicates. So since this is your week to do final freaking thought, you're going to go first. And if I have any duplicates of yours, I'll just skip those and just read my other ones. Cool beans. Um, we're going to do, the, obviously, the freaking five uh, that we always start out with, which um, I didn't get it posted onto the Real Wrestling Fan Club, so that's on me and... We didn't get any responses onto our Facebook page, so that's on our listeners. So, shame on you guys for not participating. How dare you? <laughs> so, we're, we're going to give our uh, freaking five, uh, five list. Uh, before I do, I just want to remind everyone that this episode of JFW is brought to you by Audible.com. If you're just like me and you are a fan of history and stories and hearing about interesting facts and whatnots, if you're just not a big fan of reading about those things yourself, Audible.com is the best place for you to go because they have over a thousand titles to choose from of different fiction and nonfiction, sci-fi and goofy-ass uh, books that you can ever imagine right in one area. And if you go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet right now, you get a 30-day free trial of Audible and a credit towards your purchase of your first book. Oh man, it's so much fun. I, I enjoy mm -hmm. it. I yeah. never thought I would enjoy it as much as I do. And I'm glad that they have this opportunity for the trial so you get an idea of what it is. Right. So you're not paying for something you're going in blindly for. They give you the opportunity to utilize a 30-day free trial plus a credit to purchase your free book to kind of see how Audible works and how much fun you actually can get out of it. Oh, yeah. So make sure you take advantage of the opportunity right now. Get your 30-day free trial and free credit for your first book at audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today. Studios. Jay, Freaking Five, bro. So, Freaking Five this week was top performers in the in the biz right now yeah. who deserve to have the championship in their fed. Yeah. Now, let me ask you, um, as we're diving into this, yeah. uh, because you, you came up with this Freaking Five. Yeah. Were you looking at 
someone who never was champion or somebody who was in the past and I did both. And so, both. Okay. So to me, I did both. Like you know, you get those like a Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt run where it was Who had like, it for like a month for a month. Yeah, and it could have been so much more, but it wasn't. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I just I just want to make sure I did it right. Um, I just stuck to WWE this time just because the 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 um. The stars and everything on AEW, they're all still new to me. So I just stuck with WWE because that's what I know more about. I, I did mostly WWE. Yeah. So uh, I'll go first. Okay. Because uh, you typically uh, you know go last and everything. Nice guys finish last. Sure. I was going to say best for last, but you go last. So uh, I chose Braun Strowman uh, for the Universal Championship Ooh. or the WWE Championship. It'd be nice if he won, you know, one of the mid mid card uh, ICUS titles too. But I think with everything he's done in the business already and all the matches he had, just shoot him straight to the top and give him the t- uh, championship. I mean, fucking Kali held the damn thing for God's sakes. <laughs> uh, I would like to see Heavy Machinery win the tag team championships, um, especially going into like Survivor Series and stuff like that when you know it's Raw versus SmackDown. And right now, with um, the Viking, the Viking uh, Raiders yeah. are the current Raw champions, which we're gonna go through that into Raw results. I would love to see the Raiders take on the Heavy Machinery. Oh, that'd be awesome. Finn Balor, I think, should get another shot at any championship, whether he sticks in NXT, be NXT champion again, or eventually moves back over to uh, SmackDown or Raw and win one of those main titles again. Because unfortunately, because of his uh, injury, he was only you know Universal champion for like twenty two hours, hours or something yeah. like that. The Fiend, I think, should actually get the opportunity to push that uh, he deserves, and I'd love to see the Miz uh, hold a heavyweight championship again. I would, I would, I would really love to see Miz break the IC title record. I think he deserves it, mm-hmm. and I, I even think Jericho would be yeah. okay with that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember was Miz ever U.S. champion or not? not I think yet. he's a great. He is he a Grand Slam? Well, he is Grand Slam because he was tag team IC heavyweight, and. Um, no, yeah, maybe he's. Uh, I think he has held it. He, I think he had to have held the US. Yeah, I would, I would imagine yeah. so. Yeah, I think it was. I think there was like a thing between him and AJ or something. I don't know. It is Roman. Geo, let me know. Geo, fucking Geo, let me know. All right, so I I went ahead and I did Moxley. Okay. For AEW, um, because I think that would be, it still have someone younger, and I I Jericho's good. And it's a great first champion. Do you think AEW will ever have a mid card uh, champion? I think I think they'll have some kind of TV title or something at some yeah. point in time. Uh, Ember Moon, yeah. Velveteen Dream, mm-hmm. at least an NXT title. Yeah, I feel like if he goes anywhere else, they're not going to use him properly. Uh, Alistair Black, yeah, and Ricochet, yeah. I think that'd be awesome to see like a Black Ricochet. WWE title match at WrestleMania. I think so. That'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, let's go ahead and dive into what happened this week on Raw, SmackDown, AEW, and um, NXT. All right. So we're going to start with Raw. Uh, The show opened with a a recap of what happened at Hell in the Cell between Seth Rollins and The Fiend, uh, where no matter what Seth Rollins did, The Fiend just wouldn't stay down until eventually he used uh, a sledgehammer to make it a no contest. Which in a Hana Cell match, I don't understand how that happens. <laughs> Becky Lynch came out as uh, you know being the number one dra- overall draft pick, uh, especially for Raw, since Raw got the uh, the benefit of having three picks to SmackDown's two because they're a three hour long show. Uh, she came out with Samba how like you know she has to face Charlotte again and all this other stuff and blah blah blah. Uh, Charlotte came out said that she's not a selfish, per- selfish person. She doesn't want to face Becky again. She wants to be Becky's friend, ultimately just to attack her to get some kind of cheap shot on her. So Char- Charlotte-, Charlotte is getting to look more and more... Uh, Flare-like? Plasticky. Yeah. She's destroying her looks. And she wasn't that pretty to begin with. No. No, it's like, uh, it's like young Rick with a wig. Yeah. And tits. Still cute, though. Just not... She's no Alexa Bliss. Oh, God, no. Or Mandy Rose. Or Liv Morgan. God, Liv Morgan. I'm so glad she got uh, she got um, drafted. Even though she hasn't been around a lot. 
Uh, Charlotte and Becky did uh, start out the show one on one, just like Seth and uh, Roman did last uh, last Friday. The winner of this their uh, show gets the first overall their pick. Brand. So Becky ended up winning with the roll up, which gave uh, Raw the first pick. Something man came out gave uh, he she picked Seth Rollins for Raw, Charlotte and Andrade um, in the first round for Raw. So. Uh, SmackDown got Brock Lesnar and the New Day. So not really a big change there. That was other than Andrade and Charlotte. I mean the other three. Yeah. Well, the, uh, Vega went with Andrade too. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man, I forgot about him for my list. Andrade. Yeah, I like Andrade. Yeah. Um, Andrade, after they did the announcements of the drafts, came out and he faced Ali in a singles match where he uh, went over on Ali. Which I'm still a fan of Ali too. Oh He's yeah, good guy, good uh, good, good wrestler. So hopefully his push keeps going forward because I know a lot of SmackDown they did a lot of those vignette videos and stuff like that. You know he got to make them himself. Yeah, he directed those and everything. I believe you told me that. Yeah. I, you, I think you did mention that to me. Uh, following that, they did a round two pick where Raw picked up the Kabuki Warriors, Rusev and Alistair Black. SmackDown picked up Daniel Bryan and Bailey. I love the new. Uh... Bailey? The, the new Kabuki Warriors. Kabuki Warriors, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like the, uh, and I'm not sure, because obviously I'm colorblind, so it's hard for me to distinguish colors and shit, but um, Asuka now has what looks to me like blood running from her eyes on so her face. So like, it's like a green? It's a green? Yeah. Okay. I Which I assume I have partially reds and greens and blues and purples kind of mix up with me. Oh. One, it's in, in certain ways it does. Uh, not ever. Like, I noticed your shirt is red as you wear your Mr. 33% Dizzle J shirt. Which, where'd you get that, Jay? I got this from tpublic.com. 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 All kinds of JFW swag and Freaknet Studio swag. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know what I'm How do you find it on tpublic, Jay? You just search JFW. You just gotta search JFW. Just gotta search JFW. You don't say. That's it. That's nuts. You can get it on anything. Anything. Wish they have magnets now. And buttons. And buttons. I need to give me a button. <laughs> Next match on Raw, we have the Viking Raiders taking on the Raw Tag Team Champions, Rude and Ziggler, for the Raw Tag Team titles, where the Viking Raiders did pick up the win and became the new Raw Tag Team Champions. The, this kind of shocked me that they let this happen already. Well, I don't want to say already, but they let yeah. this happen. Well, as we go through, you're going to understand why. So it'll, it'll make more sense as we go through the results through this past week. So following uh, that loss, Stephanie again, which... I kind of like how Steffi came out for both sides because the way the draft worked compared to other times is the television executives played a part in the drafts. So she was just like the moderator between the two. Yeah. So so it was pretty cool that that concept kind of rolled into how the drafts work now. Uh, Raw picked up Cedric Alexander, Humberto Camillo, which being not a huge fan of 205 Live and watching it, he was new to me. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah. But he, I mean, he he was he was credited to being a rising star from at two hundred five live. So it's cool. It's it's gonna be exciting to see what he does, and then also Rowan, which is cool for Rowan because with everything he's going on and he's been doing, it's nice that for him to actually be mentioned on here. Right. Because there was a lot of guys who were may be above Rowan for some time who weren't really drafted. There's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of superstars all the way around yeah. that weren't drafted. SmackDown got Shinsuke Nakamura and Ali. So we do got Ali over on SmackDown still, so maybe those vignettes and uh, the push will still uh, continue. Uh, Alistair Black came out, uh, faced Eric Young, which was nice to see Eric Young have a televised match uh, for the first time in a long time. I think since really Sanity, outside of him chasing the 24-7 title, I haven't really seen him in the ring too much. I, I, I always enjoyed Eric Young. I did. Even, even in Impact and his whole uh, evolution into what he became. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, he had the ability to be so many different things. Right. Like, he was able to be goofy. He was able to kind of be, like, you know, the evil, that leader of the United Nations type of thing that he did. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, he he's a well-rounded character, especially the leader of Sanity when he came to NXT. Right. Which is a shame that that ended, but I think everyone from that group really kind of just branched out on their own with Killian Dane having a singles run on NXT, Wolf being part of Imperium. Uh, Cross, you know, having her thing with Alexa Bliss, and now, 
you know, be a number one contender. We're going to find out here shortly. Eric is almost kind of seems like the one that got left behind. Right. Which I'm not sure, like, where his mind is on that. Like, I know he said that he's always there to help push the new guys and everything. Uh, I don't know if this works for him and what he's doing or he's just, hey, you know, it's a paycheck, so. I can see him winding up on creative one day. I can think so. Uh, Alistair picked up the black, uh, picked up the uh, win over Eric Young, which is no surprise. Round four picks happened where Raw picked up Buddy Murphy, Jinder Mahal, and our truth. So um, that's the. Why point. is Jinder Mahal even a I don't thing? Know. I don't even fucking know, man. SmackDown picked up Dolph and Rude, following their okay. loss, and uh, they also picked up Carmella. Uh, let's see here. Should um, be by Corey. What? Yeah, right. Pretty much. <laughs> I think that's the whole reason Charlotte and Andrade got drafted together. That's what they're saying. Like, so a lot of stuff I've been reading, and they're saying that, like, well, if you notice, they put all the couples together, mm-hmm. and then you didn't hear nothing about the Usos or Naomi. Well, so those they're undrafted right now. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think that's where it makes more. Well, I guess it doesn't make more sense, but I mean, you now have. Nikki Cross going for the SmackDown Women's Championship, but her husband is on Raw. Who's her husband? The, um, the Ujima call it. The Ujima. Wait, hold on. I'm trying to think. Now I'm getting everyone mixed up. No, I'm sorry. No, he's... Her husband's on NXT. Yeah. And... It's uh, Sarah Logan. Her husband is in Viking Raiders. Where's Sarah Logan at? I don't... Her and Liv Morgan have been kept off TV. Yeah, I think crazy. they're repackaging. Yeah. So how does that work then? Because I thought one of the rules in WWE was they keep husbands and wives together. So why is Nikki Cross and Killian Dane? Separate? I mean, unless they're okay with it. I don't it, think it's a rule. I thought someone said that that was like one of the rules that WWE put. Like relationship-wise, boyfriend girlfriend is not really, but husband and wives they try to keep together. It's not like a a, def, a definite, but that's one of their goals. But either way, I don't I don't work for WWE yet. So right. Uh, following that dra- that round of drafts, uh, there was a um, a segment in the back where Street Profits were talking about how, like, you know, there's a rising tag team and, you know, it's their show for Raw, blah, blah. The OC came in, told them that Raw is still their show, and then eventually attacked them and uh, beat them down. After all that happened, Ricochet took on Shelton Benjamin, which, of course, he's Shelton Benjamin again. Ricochet ended up picking the win up over him. Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman had their contract signing where they kind of just mouthed at each other and now really no fight really broke out. Didn't he break the table in half? Ooh, I can't remember. I think Braun broke the table in half. I don't know. All I know is I watched like seven hours of wrestling in the span of a morning, so I kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, round five, uh, picks uh, Raw, picked up Samoa Joe, Akira Tozawa, and Shelton Benjamin. I was shocked to see Tozawa on that list. Yeah. I'm surprised to see Samoa Joe under Jinder Mahal in rounds. Yeah, well. SmackDown picked up The Miz and Corbin, so The Miz is now moving back to SmackDown. Buddy Murphy faced Cedric Alexander, which is pretty cool because, I I mean, out of 205 Live, these are the two I've probably seen the most. Buddy Murphy ended up picking up the match, uh, picking up the win, and he did his Murphy's Law, which I think is one of the coolest fucking finishers I've yeah. Uh, the final round of uh, drafts were made where Raw picked up Rey Mysterio, Titus O'Neil, and Liv Morgan. And SmackDown picked up Shorty Gable and Elias. Poor, poor Gable. Yeah. Poor, poor Gable. Yeah. Main event for Raw was uh, the Kabuki Warriors taking on uh, Natalia and a partner of her choice, which ended up being Lacey Evans. Which was kind of a surprise since they had the last man, last woman standing match uh, last that was a week. Great match, very good match. Kabuki Warriors picked up the victory, <clears throat> so being the raw, or the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, they're really getting that push and showing that they are a tag team that needs to be, you know, noticed. And obviously, the show ends with Seth Rollins burning down the Firefly Fun uh, Funhouse. I, I, the best part to me was when he beat him down and break his back up. He's like. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> it was good. I, I liked it. The only thing I didn't like about that whole segment is when Bray got up, his hair was kind of like pushed forward. And I couldn't stop fucking laughing from that. It almost ruined the whole segment. <laughs> but then it got great again until Seth uh, miraculously set the uh, table on fire, flipped it over, and it ruined it again. So that was it for Raw. Uh, not a bad show. I think it was okay. Uh, AEW Dynamite. 
Lucha Bros came out, tagged um, SCW, or I'm sorry, SCU. There we go. SCU. Uh, <laughs> Daniels ended up getting hurt during the attack, which, um, oh, God, what the hell is the third guy's name? Um, Scor- it's not Scorpio. Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky. He came out, took Daniels' place where him and Kazarian faced best the team best friends. SCU ended up taking the victory, moving on in the tournament. Uh, inner Circle, Santana and Ortiz uh, in a tag team match against Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver, where Inner Circle ended up taking the win. Following that match, uh, Cody had a little video vignette who was talking about how he's preparing himself for his full gear championship match against Chris Jericho on November 9th. Talking about how much it means to him, what he has to go through on a daily basis, not only being the VP of AEW, but also the number one contender for the title. Uh, some people who were shown in the vignette was uh, 30 Hall of Famer DDP. Uh, Cody's, oh, really? yeah, Cody's friend MJF. Uh, Cody's mom ended up uh, being part of it. Uh, JR and Tony Schiavone also came in. And everyone talked about what Cody goes through. Again, on a daily basis as not only a VP, but a, um, a star of the uh, show itself. Following that, Rio took on Dr. Britt Baker for the Women's Championship. Rio ended up taking the victory. The guys, they shook hands in the middle of the ring, and uh, we moved on from that. Lucha Bros and uh, Jurassic Express took on each other in the final first-round uh, match for the tag tournament where Lucha Bros uh, won and advanced into the next round. I think Lucha Bros are one of my favorite tag teams at yeah. the moment. I think they're really cool. That's, uh, that's Pillman's son. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Jurassic Express. But not like, yeah. But Jurassic Express is uh, Luke Perry's son. Luke Perry's son. Yeah, they're the same thing. It's all the same thing. Zero, zero. Yeah, God. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about them. I guess. I'm, well, I guess it works as them being a uh, heel. But I thought they're supposed to be like the face. Like, why would they attack SCU? Because I kind of made SCU the face. I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something there that we don't know about. Yeah. Um. Oh, and during this attack and everything, I, as I mentioned uh, before the show, like when they're helping uh, Chris Daniels. After he got the package power driver onto the um onto the uh, entrance stage, you saw the ref throw up the X, which yeah. is supposed to show a, legit, a legitimate injury. And not only that, we saw the Young Bucks come out, and that somebody else came out from the back and was checking on him. They carried him out. Not only did they didn't carry him out through the back, they carried him out around the ring and through the crowd for an easier access. So I'm still I don't know if it's just me being a mark in some shit and believing like he really got injured. And later on, they say it was just a stinger and everything's okay if it was all part of. You know, the work, or yeah. if he really shoot got, you know, injured, and Scorpio came in and, you know, because, I mean, he played that, off I, pretty I, well. I watched it, and, I mean, Driver got hit, hit perfectly. Mm-hmm. Following that match, I, this, I consider this being uh, first of two main events for uh-huh. uh, AEW, where we had Paige and Omega teaming up against Pac and Molly. Moxley, which this could, <laughs> which this could easily be, uh, this could have been the main event. Yeah, yeah, uh, great match all around. Um, I mean, like these. I mean, these are mega stars. And on top of that, it's weird to see two former WWE stars team up together, who had a disgruntled leave from the company against two guys who really made their name outside the company. Right. Paige and Omega ended up taking up the win against uh, Pac and Moxley. I'm pretty sure. Is it Pac or Pac? Because I've heard Pac. of both. Ways. Is it Pac? Pac. Right. Um, great match. Uh, Hangman Page is probably my favorite guy in AEW currently, which is 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 a weird. And I could be wrong because uh, now I can't remember the fucking matches. Uh, Dusty or Dustin actually had a match. What was that last week? I think they teamed together. I'm talking about Dustin. Dustin Rhodes. Did he? I'm trying to remember now because he he had to have been on the show by now, right? Yeah. Okay. Irrelevant, I guess, whoever we're doing. Uh, the final match was a street fight with Jericho taking on Darby Allen for the AEW Championship. Uh, brutal match uh, went on for what it seemed like fucking forever. Ultimately ended with Jericho taking the win via submission after Hager came out and interfered. So did it feel like forever in a good way? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, it, it's like it's like when you get the fans who like actually chant like fight forever. It's like I, I kind of felt that way. It's like they could do so much, and I like the interference aspect of it because it doesn't hurt Alan's character in any way. Yeah, and 
it gives it like a sense of that's what Jericho needs to do now. And it still promotes that heel Jericho. Yeah. yeah. So AEW again was another uh, great uh, week for AEW. They obviously got more views than NXT again. But we're going to dive into NXT here uh, as well. Uh, eight matches in two hours. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, I, there was no squash matches. No. I mean, like... They were good matches. Yeah. Which, and one of the better parts, I think, of NXT and how it works, and AEW is the same way, they don't have a lot of filler for promos and plugs and all no. that stuff. You know, they only do a few and kind of make them count. Uh, NXT opens up with uh, Ciampa returning to take on Angel Garza. Ciampa ended up taking the win. Following his victory, the Undisputed Era came out, circled the ring. Ciampa grabbed a chair, sat down in the middle of the ring with uh, this uh, camouflage-wrapped uh, crutch. Crutch, yeah. So it was really cool that did that. <clears throat> um, as everything was going on, uh, God, was, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. It had to be Kyle O'Reilly, right? Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly went up to the announcers and gave them a, a junk drive, yeah. told them to check it out. They ran that back to the um, the, the trailer where the fuck out of the setup is. They ended up playing it and it showed uh, the Undisputed Era attacking Velveteen Dream and laying him out. Telling him that the Undisputed Era is sick and tired of not being taken seriously and that this is what happens when people get in the way. Went as far as threatening uh, Ciampa and Finn Balor. You know, if you're, you know, if you give him away, this is what happens. Every time I see Adam Cole, he looks like a bobblehead. Yeah. Yeah. I, every time. I was like, I'd like the guy. You know who's a bobblehead? Sentinel. So, uh, the next match was Imperium. Uh, members of Imperium, Fabian and Marcel, taking on Lorcan and Birch, which, uh, from the, from looking on the internet, this was the top match of the night. And I couldn't agree more. I For as weird as Lorcan and Birch look like, they are, like, really good fucking competitors. You know, they're, they're, it's, that they had the same dynamic as Natalia and Lacey Evans is where they were fighting mm-hmm. each other, fighting each other, fighting yeah. each other. And now they've come together. I think Owen isn't uh, one of them a second generation or a third generation? I want to say Lorcan is, but I haven't really dived too far into that. They're just really fucking ugly. They're like they got together and had a baby named a Sentinel. So the third match of the night, we had Io Shirai take on Caden Carter. Io ended up uh, picking up the victory. Following that, Rhea Ripley came out. Uh, told Io Shirai that she's, you know, that she needs to keep, you know, Rhea's name out of her mouth. She, uh, she's not a big fan of how Bianca Belair was going around talking about her either. She's going to take care of Belair, and as soon as she's done, she has no problem taking care of Io right after. Io Shirai started yelling at her, circling the ring, eventually just getting out of the ring to avoid confrontation, because you don't want to fuck with Rhea Rip, uh, Ripley. No, that's, that's a mean, mean bitch. Next match with uh, Keith Lee taking on Dominic Jacob. Jakovich. Deco- yeah, whatever you said. Dominic, I don't give a fuck. Uh, winners are going to be the next number one contender for a North American title. End up going to a no contest as Roderick Strong came out to interfere, attacking both of them. And when Regal solved that problem as the NXT general manager, staying that next week, all three men are going to face each other for the uh, North American championship. I love how it was almost instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Like, he saw it happening back, and he came right out to his little crow's nest or whatever. Like you're gonna fight both of them. <laughs> Regals is always one of the yeah. one of so my favorites. That's gonna be a good match. That'll probably be the main event for next week. It's a triple oh, threat yeah. for North American title. Um who do you who do you take for that one? I'm gonna take strong. Take but, strong to hold on to it? Yeah, because with the the undisputed era, you, they've been staying back mm-hmm. until one of their guys gets in trouble. Yeah. Uh Riddle took on Bronson Reed. Uh it was a good match. Uh it was noted on uh, the internet that Bronson Reed is a great competitor, held his own against Riddle, but does need to kind of, um, he needs to start picking up some wins. I mean, the, the, this match proved Riddle's not only a high flyer and a striker, but has some power to him, too, because he picked this dude up yeah. and threw him around. Uh, following match was Tegan Knox taking on uh, Tanera Conti. Uh, Tegan ended up picking up the win. Following that was a Balor uh, video vignette, uh, kind of talking about you know his plans for the future and how he feels about the Undisputed Era and all this other good stuff. It's a Balor promo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Killian Dane took on Boa. Killian Dane ended up picking up the win on that one. Uh, nothing exciting there other than it's fucking Killian Dane and he's just a powerhouse. <laughs> it's just scary. 
Uh, main event was Pete Dunne taking on Damian Priest, where Damian Priest picked up a clean victory against uh, Pete Dunne. Uh, see, I didn't get. I was watching that match as I had to leave for work. Yeah. Well, I just told you. Priest won. Welcome to the podcast, bro. <laughs> uh, okay, let's wrap this up with SmackDown. Uh, six matches, two-hour-long show. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura took on Roman Reigns for the IC title. Roman won by disqualification after Sami Zayn and uh, Baron Corbin attacked Roman. Daniel Bryan came out to aid Roman and uh, didn't make much of a difference, and all three beat down those guys. Uh, it was later announced that uh, the main event for SmackDown will be Roman and Daniel taking on Shins- uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin in a tag team match. Following that, Shorty Gable. Took on Curtis Axel in the singles match. Shorty Gable uh, picked up the victory on that. How Short- was that match? It was okay. I mean, it's 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 a Chad Gable fucking match. So. So you're not even gonna bust Curtis Axel's balls? So just no. Gable. Yeah. No, I Axel. I I wish Axel got more opportunities, but he's just with all the talent that he has right now. I get where he is, where he's at. Yeah. Shorty uh, Gable cut a promo talking about him and all this other shit. Following that, Hogan's vignette came on talking about how Seth Rollins is no longer the captain of that team. Now that Seth Rollins is going to face the Fiend at Saudi Arabia. And uh, Seth was replaced with Roman Reigns as captain. Of course. Uh, next was uh, New Day and Heavy Machinery and an eight-man tag against the Revival and Dolphin Rude. New Day and uh, Machinery picked up the uh, win. No surprise there. Miss TV uh, had a segment where Bailey and Sasha came out as his guest. Um, Bailey uh, went uh, went on talking about how you know after she lost her title she was upset she was crying there was no one there to hug her so she said I'm done f this. Sasha's all like Bailey's the first ever Grand Slam champion which I think I made that announcement when she won the title the first time so yeah, yeah, you know yeah you sure yeah, did so yeah. Sasha good try. Uh, following that and all, you know, all her talking about the six pack challenge and first, uh, number one contendership, Nikki came out, said that, you know, after she wins, she had no problem giving Bailey a hug. Dana Brooks came out afterwards, said even though she's underutilized, she's more motivated now than ever to become SmackDown champion, which clearly shows she's not going to win. <laughs> so six pack challenge for number one contendership for SmackDown women's championship. We had Nikki Cross, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Dana Brooks, Carmella, and Lacey Evans all facing off to each other. Obviously Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Fire and Desire team um, manhandled the rest of the group throughout the uh, majority of the match. Eventually, Nikki Cross ended up did taking the victory, and now she she deserved a number one contendership. Strowman and Gulak were out in the ring. Uh, Gulak was telling Strowman that if he listens to him, he could guarantee he could knock out um, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. uh, I almost said Mike Tyson. I don't know why. Mike Tyson Tyson Fury uh, at Saudi Arabia. He put together a 635-frame um, uh, fucking slide uh, PowerPoint presentation to show Braun. And at the very beginning, Braun ended up attacking him, causing a match, tossed Gulak around a lot. Sean ended up winning. It wasn't a big match or anything important. It was just to show Braun was a powerhouse. Main event, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan took on Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura. You want to guess who won? Uh, Roman and Daniel Bryan. There we go. So, SmackDown wasn't that good, and it's probably because they fired fucking um, Eric Bischoff. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> I mean, come on. Just just give both shows to yeah. uh, Paul. Yeah. And have it be over. Exactly. Guys, before we dive into uh, Dizzle J's Pick of the Week, I want to remind you all that we do have a Patreon that you can sign up for into uh, several different kinds of tiers that are priced uh, at very different uh, price ranges. To help out the podcast. If you go to patreon.com backslash JFW podcast right now and sign up for one of our tiers, not only are you contributing to the podcast and making them better and make it grow uh, bigger than what it is, but you also get some uh, uh, great gifts uh, based on the tier, things such as shout outs on the podcast, uh, birthday shout outs, shout outs on our social media. Uh, you're going to get uh, extra content such as additional uh, podcasts that we release just to the uh, exclusive tiers that you sign up for. Uh, episodes like Dark uh, Behind the Scene, uh, Dark Side of the Ring kind of podcast where we talk about like you know the death of Owen Hart, uh, uh, Miss Elizabeth and her drug addictions, what happened with Bruiser Brody, stuff like that. Also a watch along uh, podcast where we pick a pay per view from uh, WWE Network. You guys turn on the WWE Network, pick up the pay per view that we're going to talk about, and then you just watch along while I listen to our podcast and we discuss it. We actually did an example of that uh, about a month or so ago. Yeah. 
So uh, check that one out. And then, uh, like I said, it's it's part of different kind of tiers, uh, as well as if you own a company and you're looking to help uh, sponsor a podcast like ours in any kind of way, there's a tier that you can sign up for that. It's exclusive just to companies to sponsor us, and you get uh, your logo on our social media, on our website. It gets plugged uh, weekly on our podcast and our social media as much as we can do it for you. Become an investor. Yeah, that's right. Invest in the JFW because not only is JFW growing, but we're also growing with the help of this freaking show and Doug Gray area as a group. Fruit. Studios. I like how you. I like how you did the zero mural. I know. I, I just love that. Man. God damn. Uh, Freaknet Studios is a network that we are building uh, along with two other podcasts. Uh, one. One of which is my other podcast, this freaking show, and one that's hosted by Sarge, who was supposed to be a host of this show. Uh, it just never worked out, but he just started his own podcast, which is also good, called The Gray Area. It's a network that we're going to uh, come together, help each other grow and everything, to eventually where we're going to start putting out YouTube videos so you guys can watch us uh, collaborate together and make some awesome videos for you. So make sure you go to JFW Podcast right now on Facebook or on YouTube. Subscribe to that because we're going to start launching YouTube uh, video podcasts where we're going to actually video, uh, video record these podcasts as we go through them so you can watch as we uh, go through it ourselves. But Freaknet Studios will eventually have their own YouTube channel as well where all the Freaknet collaborations between the four of us, uh, that's Dizzle J and myself, uh, the co-host of this freaking show with me, Cartoon Joe, as well as the host of Degree Area Sarge, we'll start doing videos together and stuff, such as like ranking local burger places and stuff like I that. Think, I think I'm looking forward to that one yeah. the most. Uh, me and Sarge are in a competition right now on where we believe hot sauces are better. He believes all the hot sauces from Mexico are better than anything in the United States. So we're going to uh, compete with his top four, maybe five sauces from Mexico, and then my top four, maybe five sauces in the U.S. Put them on random different foods and check them out and see how, uh, which ones are eventually better. So it's just going to be stuff like that. We're probably going to play some games and stuff like that. Who knows? Maybe we'll get drunk. I don't fucking know. I'm thinking that's probably going to happen. I'm thinking that's going to happen. There's an idea for another a, a drinking-type episode uh, that I have an idea for. I've actually had an idea for a year that we're going to eventually come out with and do, too. So that's where we are, and that's what Freaknet Studios is. If you guys went onto our Facebook and saw our banner that says Freaknet Studios, that's what it is. It's a network that we are coming together to do content with each other. And it is open to other podcasts or creators out there that want to join in. You just got to message us and let us know you're interested. And we'll talk to you and see what we can do about making that work. All right, Jay. Um, oh, patreon.com backslash JFW podcast. <laughs> do sign up for the tiers. All right, Jay. The, the pick of the week, so we talked about the match beforehand, and they've had four matches already, so I picked one of them. I don't remember which one it was. But Keith Lee yeah. versus Dominic Djokovic. Mm-hmm. And these, these guys just rock. I mean, like, they're doing stuff you do not expect a 400-pound man to do, or a seven... Gotta be pretty close to seven pounds. Yeah, I think he's like 6'10". So I mean, he's, he's ridiculous. He's, yeah. But those guys are just some fresh new faces from NXT mm-hmm. that you need to check out and you need to be on the watch for. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah, so make sure to check it out. And uh, obviously, uh Day's Pick of the Week, along with our freaking five and the release of our um, podcast, are all available on Facebook. You just got to follow us on Facebook at JW Podcast. Just find our page, like it, you get notifications. Sign up for notifications from our show and shit. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is where JFW, JFW Podcast is located on social media. Follow all of them as you get uh, uploaded pictures of the wrestling shows we go to on Instagram and some notifications from Twitter as well. We don't use Twitter a lot, but we do use them time to time as a notification for when our podcast gets released. The majority of our stuff is on Facebook. So. I don't know how to use anything else. Yeah, so make sure you follow us on Facebook, JFW Podcast. Like it, uh, follow it, and stuff, and be involved in it. Like it. Love it. You want some more? Of All right, Jay. Let's, uh, let's dive through our final freaking thoughts. So go ahead and give me yours, and then I'll give you the ones that you didn't do. All right. So I, I didn't put them in any kind of order. No, that's fine. So have you checked out any of the NWA power? I have not, no. It's, it's not bad. I, I need to do it. It's just like... I, it, it's on it's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It so. took me till Saturday to watch all wrestling this week. <laughs> I get, no, I get it, because I yeah. still haven't watched it all, and I have Impact I still have to watch, mm-hmm. too. Oh, shit. Jay, no, don't do that yet. Next Saturday is SCW Hallowmania. Uh, it's in Clifton, Illinois. Doors open at 6, bell times at 7. You can pre-buy your tickets for $10 at FitBodyU, Genesis Martial Arts, or Glasswork down in Bradley. Or you can buy them at $12 at the door. Uh, I did mention I did, I did get two uh, matches that are set up for SCW Hallowmania. 
one of them is Gino Latino, who's returned to SCW to tag with uh, Bobby Blues. They're going to take on the Modern Day Sharpshooters, which is James Creed and uh, Max Blaylock. Oh, that should be a should be a good one. It, it's, it's it should be a good one, but I'm 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 picking the Sharpshooters. Oh yeah, you got to. Yeah, you got to. Uh, the other match is actually uh, Natasha Crane taking on Angus McDuff. Which, you know, they had their uh, issues ever since the uh, Unholy Alliance kind of broke apart. Uh, they did have a match uh, out in Thornton at the bootlegger uh, show that they did back a um, couple weeks ago. A couple, oh, couple weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Uh, October 5th, I believe it was. Um, so they're they're going to have another match, and let's see if Natasha could uh, pick up that win against Black Angus. Black slam his ass. Right. So those are the only two matches I got for you guys because Sentinel's being a pube. So. Turn burglar. All right, that butternut squash. Who in your mind would either be the most surprising or the most obvious? To go from like one show to another? To to make the DWA jump. Oh, to join DWA. Yeah. So from ARW and SCW so, to So like join. the lunatic yeah. made his yeah. allegiance known. Yeah. Who would be the most surprising and who is the most obvious? Obvious I think would be B.O.W. I see BOW uh, siding with DWA. Um, I just I, I think like even though he's an ARW guy, I think he really doesn't care anything about the issues between SCW and ARW. He wants to do his own thing. I think DWA is growing forward to be their own thing, and just I think ARW and SCW is just um, a uh, oh, what's the hell is the word an obstacle for him? Right. Something he can smash. Yeah. Uh, surprising. If I had to choose surprising, it would either be uh, uh, holiday would be surprising to me, or um, if I was looking at SCW, I think JPH would be a surprise if he ooh, went to DWA because I think he's grown to be the next SCW guy. Yeah. Um, everyone else, I mean, if it happened, it made sense. Like, if Maverick Cage went to DWA, that would make sense. Because regardless of him wanting to be elite pain, I think he is always out for himself and himself first. Uh, Kamikaze, I have no doubt, believes like, he, she'll go to DWA. I don't think she really cares where she's at, but it doesn't seem like she gives a shit about CW. Hunter, I still wouldn't be surprised if he went to DWA. I, I know you've talked about that before. Yeah. I think everyone would be surprised. For me, I wouldn't be too surprised. I get, if I see it, I'm like, that makes fucking sense. It's, it kind of it made a little more sense to yeah. me after the, yeah. I mean, I, the I Godfather, could, I guess, yeah. took care of me. I could be wrong about this, so I'm pretty sure I might not be. But I think Hunter has a slight regret on allowing Maverick to be part of Lee Payne. Because ever since he came in, he hasn't really been part of the tag team scene. Now, granted, yeah, he's SCW champ. Good for him. Right. But now you're having Maverick defend a title he didn't win. That you went out there and busted your ass in a handicap situation until your tag team partner showed up. And now you just hand his title off to Maverick, who has now pretty much taken over your slot. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah. But again, I mean, I could be completely wrong because, again, he is SCW champ, regardless of how he got it. I will admit that because a win's a win regardless. Even though it was, I will, even to this day, I'll say it was fucking handed to him. He's still the SCW champion. Right. So it's not like he's being pushed out of sight and out of mind because of Maverick's uh, involvement. But I think when it comes to elite pain, there's no more hunting pain in that anymore. Yeah. But, um, I get that. Yeah. But yeah. everyone, everyone else, I just, is, it, it would make sense in its own little way, but surprising would be JPH that, or Holiday. That, both would be really yeah. surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. What are you expecting out of the show tonight? I'm assuming that uh, people are going to attack each other because they're petty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it seems AEW is more focused on the tag team division and making that something. Yeah. Do you think the tag team titles should take place over a mid-card title? Like, yeah. should, should they have made a mid-card title before the tag team titles? No. No. I, I, I think their whole focus right now is making sure everyone gets on the show. So people know who they are. So I don't think they really need that mid-card title for a while even. But I, I know people like tag team wrestling. And they want to make tag oh, yeah. team wrestling more relevant. So I think having that is a lot better for them. I always forget that we're not on video. As I point to myself. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> Soon we will. Soon. Soon. Uh, NXT feels like the top product from WWE right now. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it is. I it's it's because of how it's presented, and I think that would make it better. You can actually see Raw and SmackDown looking more like NXT as far as how low the lights are and everything. But I mean, these these are all like you know new talent who is busting their ass more. I mean, even now because we've mentioned it before, like you know when you look at Raw and SmackDown, everyone seems really fucking careful on what they're doing. Yeah. Except for the guys who came up from NXT or the guys who are in NXT. But now they're televised just like Raw and SmackDown. And granted, it's only been maybe a month. But they're still busting their ass like, you know, they're the, you know, the indie guys. Yeah, it does. NXT, to me, does have a little more of the indie yeah. feel. I want to know how the pay scale works now. I mean, I mean, in reality, they're no different than SmackDown. But they don't travel. I know, but still. It doesn't matter. I mean... Raw and SmackDown, I mean, they pay for their own travel costs and everything. Unless it's contracted in, like probably Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns and stuff like that. But, I mean, all those guys, they pay for their own hotels. They pay for their own rental cars and all that shit. Uh, they have to write it off in their taxes. Yeah. I'm sure NXT gets you, too, if they were to travel. I mean, Street Profits, are they still technically just NXT? I, I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Are people gonna want to leave NXT for Raw or SmackDown anymore? No, no. I, th- I think people are starting to realize that NXT is a lot better. I think eventually um, they're gonna want to see bigger venues, but so and this is just rumor. We we don't know nothing for sure. Okay. But do you think it's smart for John Morrison to come back to WWE? I'm sorry, who? Morrison. Oh, Morrison. Yeah, he's. I honestly, I feel that he's at the end of his career. I really do. And he'd probably retire there. I, yeah, I, he's more like um, like Shelton Benjamin. Like, he's going to be back. I don't know if he'd ever be DDE or Universal Champion, but he could definitely make uh, an impact in NXT. <laughs> so. And should his wife come, too? I don't know if you know Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. Um, I think she would add something to the women's mission. I, I'd probably NXT still, too. Yeah. But yeah, and uh, we we touched on this a little bit with your uh, results. But did the SC the SCU versus Best Friends match probably was match of the night for me on that one that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I only saw one match. Was was a match of the night for me, but it was still a good match. Yeah. It was a good opener match. Yeah. AEW has great. It, it's it's kind of like a double edged sword. They have great opening matches. But it's almost like they're shooting their shot too early for the rest of the card until right. they get back to the main event. So it's a very like it's it's not even a roller coaster. It's like they really peak and then drop and then they kind of gradually get back up and like flatline. Oh, favorite match of the year so far? God, of everything. First one comes to mind. There's too many. Now, yeah, I'm, all, now I'm all fucking jumbling and trying to say. <laughs> uh, my favorite match of the year would probably have to be. And I'm trying to fucking remember all these matches. Um, and, oh, fucking, um it's a tie between no, no, Cole and Gar- Adam Cole and Gargano two all three uh Ooh. three stage or I guess three stage of hell two all three fall match. Um, was Gar- the Champa Gargano two out three fall? Was that this year? I think that was earlier this year. If that was this year, it's a tie between those two. If not, then it was uh, the Gargano. They Cole. had the last man standing match this year. Okay, yeah, no, then it's it's the Adam Cole Gargano two out three fall with the third one being the uh, hardcore cage. Nice. So, that was the last one. That is my final freaking final freaking thought. Cool. Uh, Chad Gable is now known as Shorty Gable. Stupid. Okay. Jinder Mahal was drafted and not The Miz. Which is weird because The Miz was drafted. I just didn't know that when I did this. Yeah, <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. Jinder Mahal was drafted higher than The Miz. Jinder Mahal, I, I don't get the yeah. the pull. Bruce Pritchard replaced Bischoff. Good luck. Yep. Uh, Mike Canales requested his release after signing a multi-year deal uh, a few months ago. So, yeah, I was reading up some about that, but it doesn't seem like he's just happy. He wants to go and wrestle in Japan and all across the country and shit like that. Now that they cleaned him up, he can yeah. go. They do believe that if they did request his release, he wasn't there long enough after the contract signing to have like a no compete clause. So I'm not sure uh-huh. if it's an AEW thing. 
Uh, Moxley was forced to vacate uh, his U.S. title in Japan due to not being able to get there for the, uh, because of the typhoon. So because he wasn't able to travel there safely, they vacated the title. Hey, it's independence of you not there to defend your title. It, it's vacated. Then he tried to buy Pro Wrestling Noah out in Japan to open up NXT Japan, but failed. Did they really? Yeah. A lot of talents come out of Noah. Uh, AEW renames Gorilla Position to Dusty Position. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Shorty Gable's on Team Hogan. <laughs> Poor Team Hogan. <laughs> um, SmackDown is being bumped to uh, Fox Sport One next uh, Friday due to Game Three of the World Series. That. I I'm a baseball fan too, yeah. but I'm way more of a wrestling <laughs> fan, and that's just stupid. Um, all right. So I mentioned earlier, uh, I was asked to leave the uh, wrestling school yes, the because of my DWA shirt. How do you feel about that? I I mean, it's a t-shirt, right? It's a t-shirt. It's a fucking t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. It's a t-shirt. Yeah. It's not like you're you're the NWO and WCW. And let, me, let me let me defend myself here on the podcast and why I bought the DWA shirt. So when I purchased this shirt, I, as long as everyone else was under the impression that DWA was a one-off show and that these were a limited supply t-shirts. So I bought one. And it's no different than my Undertaker shirt, the Bobby Roode shirt, the Andre the Giant shirt, the other Andre the Giant shirt, the Rey Mysterio shirt. The uh, the villain shirt, whatever the fuck his name Marty was, Scroll. Marty Scroll shirt, um, the Wrestle Club shirt is no different than all the other wrestling shirts. <laughs> Shit, Elite Pro Wrestling, when my cousin owned the company, no different than any of those shirts. But they get a hissy fit because I fucking wear a DWA shirt. I and it just seems kind of what's that? It's word? petty. It's That's fucking petty. The word. It's fucking petty. So. And I thought there was an understanding between me and SCW regards to my views on how better ARW is than them. That I was able to go to the schools. I was able to watch and observe the match or the practices and the training without being hassled by anyone from SCW, including hip pain. And apparently that all goes out the window because burn a squatch scrotum face fucking sentinel can't keep his fucking word. Scrotum face. Um, just because I wear a t-shirt. Well, I mean, he pays attention more to me and yeah. Superfan Steve at the shows right. than he does his own show. He, I'm going to say right now that SCW is very lucky that I'm not going to wear my DWA shirt to the show tonight. Because, first off, I don't want any more hissy fits coming from either Hip Pain or all his grandchildren that he trains. <laughs> um, and plus, I'm going to support my podcast. The same yeah. podcast that Sentinel can't keep an agreement with when it comes to match cards. Well... He doesn't know what's good for business. Yeah. But guys, if you want to check out any more of our shows, we do release show every single Saturday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and Podbean just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling or the JFW Podcast. And that's all I got. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for watching another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.